Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Terry is out today doing some up. Op- no, Ter- yeah, he's doing apostolic work. He's in Tyler, Texas. He's out there uh, hosting the Bishop Strickland Conference. I've got my partner, Paul Clay. Paul, welcome to the Terry and Jesse show, my friend. Yes, pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. It's always good to have you, brother. Just want to mention that uh, <clears throat> this month in the Catholic faith, every month in the Catholic faith, there's something always very beautiful This month in Catholicism is the devotion to Our Lady of Sorrows for the entire month. And so in in, in this beautiful month that we find ourselves in September, this devotion was given to us by St. Bridget of Sweden, who died in 1373. During the month devoted to Our Lady of Sorrows, we're invited to, to console the sorrowful heart of Our Lady by uniting our sufferings to hers and by doing so to receive the beautiful graces of consolation and strength. Uh, again, this is a uh, this is a beautiful devotion. By the way, Father Chad Ripperger, the, the the foremost exorcist in the world today, he says that if there's any generational diabolical spirit that's afflicting the family, he says what we should do is do a novena to Our Lady of Sorrows and ask Our Lady of Sorrows to reveal to you, uh, you know, what generational spirit is afflicting your family. Maybe the generational spirit of alcohol or, or, or drug addiction or or pornography or what have you. So, uh, again, a nine-day novena to Our Lady of Sorrows, asking her in faith to reveal to you what diabolical uh, generational spirit is afflicting your family. Also, today is the first Friday devotion in the Catholic Church. Try to get to Mass as you can. Receive Holy Communion in a state of grace and pray your rosary. The first Friday devotions, these are acts of reparation to the sacred heart of Jesus. And uh, as a Catholic, this is something that was revealed to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque back in the 17th century. And there are some very powerful, uh, some powerful promises for those who keep the first Friday devotions. In fact, if you do nine of the first Friday devotions, the promise is that when you die, you will not die without the sacraments. What a promise. Talk mm. about talk about having your salvation secured. Imagine nine first Fridays is going to give you the grace or the promise from our Lord is that you will not die without receiving the sacrament before you pass away. So, Paul, a couple things to talk about today. But before I do, let me just talk a little bit about the culture wars before we get into today's topics. A couple of news items. Uh, this was on August 26th. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, he admits that the, the about the vaccine error. What do I mean by that? The Biden administration just admitted that there's no evidence behind recommendations. After a seventh-month-long legal battle, the Biden administration conceded that there's no scientific evidence to support an apparent recommendation to receive as many as six COVID-19 booster shots per year. Mm. Uh, guess what? Facts matter. Here's another uh, news item. Former President Donald Trump's campaign has released a brand new summer blockbuster political ad highlighting the Democrats' well-documented history of disputing election results. So President Trump shared the roughly 10-minute video in an August 28th post on Truth Social calling it a must-watch. Republican supporters and President Trump are being ridiculed and persecuted and even prosecuted by Biden 
and congressional Democrats and the radical prosecutors for raising questions about the accuracy of the 2020 victory. Well, guess what? That 10-minute video shows Democrats doing the exact same thing. Also, the former Los Angeles uh, office chief of the U.S. Secret Service was named in a lawsuit from a Hollywood costume designer who claimed the agent was bribed as part of a conspiracy to pursue bogus credit card fraud charges of nearly $800,000. So the, the lawsuit was filed on Tuesday in U.S. District Court for the Central District of California. Erica Girardi, also known as Erica Jane of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, uh, was said to be behind the alleged conspiracy against the design business of Christopher Sila, Girardi's uncharged estranged husband and disbarred attorney, Tom Girardi, was said to be a co-conspirator behind the alleged bribe of his friend, then Los Angeles Secret Service head Robert Savage. And finally, Amazon features 91 blasphemous products against the Catholic faith. On their what? On their blasphemy page. Amazon has become infamous for promoting products offensive to Jesus Christ and Catholics around the world, but things have gotten worse. Now, Amazon has featured a blasphemy page on its website. This page makes no mention of Muhammad or Buddha. Instead, it exclusively attacks our Lord Jesus Christ and the Catholic faith. So uh, we recommend for you to go to PFT. TFP.org, uh, uh, TFP.org, and, and sign uh, this unthinkable attack on Jesus Christ. This page is not accidental. On the Amazon page, the title reads Blasphemy, the Best Religious Novelty Items. And on her own blog, the page's organizer, Laura Sweet, she dubbed the collection, quote, uh, More Jesus novelty gifts are sure to send me to hell, close quote. So go to TFP.org. And sign this, uh, it's no to blasphemy, sign here and make a difference. The products available on this page, Paul, make me sick to my stomach. And mm -hmm. so I'm asking people to go to tfp.org and sign these, uh, the horrendous no to blasphemy, sign this outrageous blasphemy right now. Paul, comments? Yeah, Jess, <laughs> as you were talking uh, and you reminded me of the blatant hypocrisy of the left and how they do exactly what they accuse uh, conservatives of doing. And it seems like, well, the only ones that have repercussions are, 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 are you know, and then that it's affected net negatively towards our conservatives. And you just reminded me of a, a scripture verse and I just like to share it. And it's in, it's Psalm 94. And this is what it says. How long, O Lord, uh, how long, O Lord, will the wicked be jubilant? They pour out arrogant words. All the evildoers are full of boasting. They crush your people, Lord. They oppress your inheritance. They slay the widow and the foreigner. They murder the fatherless. They say the Lord doesn't see. The God of Jacob does not take notice. Take notice, you senseless ones among the people, you fools. When will you become wise? Does not the one who formed the eyes see? Does not the one who fashioned the ear hear? Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, does he who disciplines the nations not punish? Does he who teaches mankind lack knowledge? The Lord knows all human plans. He knows that they are futile. Blessed is the one uh, uh, you discipline, Lord, the one you teach from your law. 
You grant them relief from days of trouble till a pit is dug for the wicked, for the Lord will not reject his people. He will never forsake his inheritance. Amen. That brings that brings uh, calm to my heart, Paul. That, yeah, yeah, man. yeah, the virtue of justice, God's justice, it brings it does bring calm to my heart and tranquility yeah. to my soul because yep. uh, without the virtue of justice, Paul, uh, th- there would be absolutely no meaning and purpose to life. Absolutely yes, no meaning. Yes. Yeah. Amen. It Amen. Also, I'll tell you what other verse gives me gives me a comfort is Psalm chapter two, verse one and following. Why do the nations protest and the peoples conspire in vain? Kings on earth rise up and princes plot together against the Lord and against his anointed one. That's Jesus. Let us break their shackles and cast off their chains from us. The one enthroned in heaven, that's God, laughs. The Lord derides them. Then he speaks to them in his anger. In his wrath, he terrifies them. I myself mm. have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. Amen. God is God is cracking up right now off these evildoers, Paul. He's saying, <laughs> you guys have no idea what's going to happen to you if you don't repent. And a lot of these people aren't going to repent, which reminds me of today's gospel of the, of the five virgins, five foolish and five wise virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. That's Christ. And the, 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 there's five foolish virgins whose lamps, the oil, the flask of oil was empty on their lamps. And they're asking the virgins that have their oil full, hey, give me some of yours. But the fact is, uh, everybody, you can't get to heaven by by saying, oh, my mom and dad had faith in, in, in Christ and lived in a state of grace. Or my spouse had faith in Jesus and the Catholic Church and lived in a state of grace. No, you have to have oil in your lamp which means you have to have the Holy Spirit. You have to have the anointing of God. You have to have Mm. the grace of the sacraments. You can't go to somebody else in your family that's a serious Catholic that lives in a state of grace and say, hey, can you give me some of your faith so I can get to heaven? No, no. Uh, Everybody is going to have to have their own oil filled in their soul. That's called sanctifying grace. And those that don't have any oil of the Holy Spirit in their soul called sanctifying grace, you're not going to make it. So Catholics, wake up. Mm. As I said in today's gospel at the end, therefore stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Yes. Yes, Jess. And and let's not forget that the church is depicted in sacred scripture as a virgin bride. So these virgins are all guess what? Members of the church. And when the door, yeah. And so when the door is closed and Jesus says, you know, uh, who are you? I don't know you. When the, when the five that finally get back, you know, they get back too late. And this is another warning by God to, to be uh, vigilant, to, to guard that, which he has given to us. I hear the music, Paul. Heartbreak brother. We'll be right back. Stick around. Harry and Jesse show Jesse Romero, Paul Clay. We're back to Terry and Jesse show. You got uh, Jess Romero, Paul Clay here, two retired cops that are uh, under the lordship and kingship of Jesus Christ, uh, devoted to the Blessed Virgin Mary in her service Amen. and faithful sons of Holy Mother Church. 
Paul, you and me were cops in California, Los Angeles County, to be precise. And Californians seem to live in fear of their government. There's an article here. Let me share some things about the article, then we'll comment. Californians are witnessing the total breakdown of society, primarily and noticeably confined to larger cities. Scenes of drug-addled homeless vagrants living in tents along city sidewalks play out daily. Public sex acts and open drug deals have become ho-hum. Avert your eyes, kids. Turn your eyes away. Smash and grab thefts are becoming routine news reports. Daily news reports of sex trafficking fail to elicit anger any longer. People just say, oh, that's just awful, people say, and then they scroll to the next article. The one area of concern of many people quietly acknowledge in whispered tones is the new normal of living in fear of the government in California, especially under the Newsom regime. From the White House to the State House and to City Hall, people in California and other blue states are fearful because of politicians and leftists who won't let them defend themselves, their children, their homes, businesses, churches, and schools. In short, Californians are afraid of the government, afraid they will get locked up for life for defending their family, home, or business. They're afraid of resisting a drug-crazed vagrant harassing them in the grocery store parking lot or chasing them away from their business or storefront or pushing back if their children are with them when a zombie-like homeless dude yelling at unseen demons crosses her paths. Mm. This is a well-written article. Paul, you know what we're doing as a result of, of uh, our Marxist government, our, our Marxist education, our Marxist media? What we're doing, Paul, is we're raising the adults. We're converting them into secular humanists and moral relativists. And mm -hmm. we're also converting the young people into a generation of misfits and monsters. Your yeah. take, Paul? Yeah, Jess. So let me ask you a question. Uh, when we go to heaven, right, God is going to judge us all, you know, and and basically give us the same reward, right? We're all going to get the same reward, right? Eternal salvation, we're going to get that, but there's going to, no. there, but 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 there's going to be different gradations of rewards in yeah. heaven for the uh, saints. Okay, yeah, that's absolutely. the that's that's the point I wanted to make. Yeah, yeah. So so what's going on here in society? You, you know, you alluded to Marxism and, you know, in under a communist government, I had a friend <clears throat> that was a, um, in Cuba was raised in Cuba. And, uh, uh, my friend told me that her, um, her parents, uh, were doctors and as mm. doctors, they basically made the same amount as the janitor at the school. Wow. Okay. Wow. And so, <clears throat> So, so when we see this Marxist imprint, you know, uh, put on our government, you know, we see this idea that, you know, um, uh, now, now granted there's dignity in every human being, but we see this idea that, you know, um, everybody has equal rights, no matter what, no matter what you're doing, the rights are all equal. So the, so people can come in and they can, um, set up, uh, you know, uh, take over your home. All right. They can, uh, uh, you know, hey, no, no one was in there. I just busted the locks and 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 came in, and you know, and it's difficult to get them out. Um, the the homeless people on the street, they can set up a tent right on the public sidewalk, right in front of your house. It doesn't matter that there's laws that 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 uh, you know that that say that it's not you know zone that sidewalk uh, for them to set up shop, but that's what they do. <clears throat> Jess, this is called lawlessness. 
um this is this is what happens when when you exchange you know uh, uh, <clears throat> god's ideas and god's understanding that everything's not on an equal plane jess and <clears throat> but when you treat it like that it's going to uh, society is going to fall apart and that's what we're witnessing we're seeing the destruction of a culture we're seeing uh, things that don't make sense i mean the thief that comes in and he and, and to steal in your house, he falls down and he breaks his leg and he can sue you. Uh, yes, the people are rightly afraid because these Marxist idea, ideologists that are running the Democrat Party today, they don't, you know, they don't have um, their, you know, a conscience. They will attack um, a conservative. Oh, yeah. And yeah, uh, you know, and they will not apply the same uh, standard to themselves. Why? Because they have an end it, uh, you know, in mind and their end, they will achieve their goal no matter what, no matter if they have to lie, cheat and steal, they'll do it. And uh, knowing that the people on the conservative side, as you well know, tend to be moral, tend to have a moral yeah. compass, tend to not want to um, uh, treat uh, uh, them as badly as they treat us, and they know that, and they take advantage of it. Absolutely, Paul. The author of this article says something kind of funny here. He says, "Last week I was on a four-mile hike around my neighborhood in a regional park. Sands' big dog as he's recovering from a sprain. I've altered my route into the neighborhood because I I encounter so many crazed, drug frenzied, violent yeah. homeless people." And because several have attacked women who who run alone in the park. So I'm hoofing it on the main boulevard in the neighborhood. A school is to my left, traffic to my right. And coming straight at me is a large, shirtless, homeless male transient carrying a tree branch across his shoulders. He had meth mouth. He was arguing, arguing loudly with unseen demons, flailing his arms mm. and the branch. <laughs> How many times have we seen that, Paul? LA A County? thousand. <laughs> he said, I have nowhere to go but to turn tail and run if he charges me. The traffic is too steady to run into the street, and the school's tall fence prevented me from seeking relief in the nearby field. He gets closer. He's talking about meth mouth, gets closer, and I veered towards the, the, the street, hoping as I go around him that he doesn't attack me. <laughs> and he, he says... And that is a daily occurrence in Sacramento, California. I dare say, yeah. I dare say in all California cities. Yes. He says, I would have preferred to have been armed for my own safety, but in the city of Sacramento, such a confrontation would not end well for me. For, for Mr. Methmouth, they would have given him a courtesy ride to the nearest shelter for a free meal and some clean clothes. Mm -hmm. So he, he says, uh, Californians are afraid for their own health and welfare but more afraid of the, un here it is, the unequal consequences they will undoubtedly suffer if they dare to protect themselves against the homeless, meth heads, crackheads, and heroin addicts to the roving mm -hmm. bands of thieves and opportunistic criminals, as well as the violent offenders encountered daily now that Governor Gavin Newsom has let tens of thousands out of prison onto the streets. Oh, That's yeah, the situation. we yeah, you remember AB 109, they were emptying out the prisons and, uh, well, you probably don't. I think that happened after you left. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we were literally, you know, uh, uh, at the time I was working in Palmdale and that was one of the stops. They'd let them off the, the train right there in, in Palmdale, Lancaster, you know, and they'd be coming in by the 
hundreds and it's just like uh you know it, it you can't even make this stuff up jess and <clears throat> again um you see um our you know our government is being led by people who have no common sense they have no faculties of reason and uh this is why it you know it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out that um our society as we know it the country that we grew up and loved is circling the drain now it was circling the drain back then but even more so now because now it's like the fruit is coming you know to harvest time and it's just unbelievable uh what we're witnessing the destruction of a culture in in short time um again this is what happens when people wholesalely abandon god you know yeah. again god's laws are designed to protect us jess they're not designed to ruin our fun <clears throat> and 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 these false virtue signaling that that the left does like you know oh we're 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 really for the immigrant we're really for the homeless let me tell you something um first of all um everybody understands and and that we need to be kind to everybody because why they somehow no matter how marred it may be they bear the image of god the imago yes. day mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep that be but that being said we are a nation of laws and every nation has a right to enforce its laws and every you know and and so it's not oppressive in order to be a, in, to have a law abiding society and this is what the left does not get and this is why in every country i mean excuse me every city in this country that is run by the left you see nothing but chaos and you will continue to see chaos and dare i say that uh, now 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 why now why won't they do something about it well in many cases just they've sold out they, they yeah. you know they they've sold us out why for personal wealth you know they do you know they t- they partake of the insider trading they take you know the special interest groups that keep them elected or those individuals that have amassed a lot of money that continue to say just vote this way and do this and you and you'll be taken care of they've sold out the people they yeah, don't but, care and a, and a lot of, and a lot of these rich and famous people they're part of secret societies where they make all these backroom deals they're part yeah. of the bohemian <laughs> grove they're part of the Freemasons. Yep. Yep. They're part of the Illuminati. Yep. They're part. They're part of the Bilderbergs. Yeah. These these are secret societies of the most rich and powerful men on planet right. Earth, uh, where they cut all these backroom deals and uh, yeah. at the expense of the rest of us, the 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 ninety eight ninety nine percent of us, they consider us just kind of like Earth eaters. You know, you guys are just kind yep. of on the way. Yeah. Yep. And and mainstream media you know, has been given their marching orders because they've been bought and paid for and they're owned by the, the a select oh, few yeah. uh, billionaires that own Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Yeah. And so so the message that they give is is one in concert with, oh, Jess, Paul, you guys that are saying that, you guys are, you know, you guys are one step away from the funny farm there. You know what I mean? You guys are, you guys are conspiracy theorists and they, yeah. you know, as if what they say is the gospel truth. And no, exactly. it is not the gospel truth at all as a matter of fact they lie and and the fact is you could you could research this on the internet there's was well documented you have six billionaires 
that own 95% of the media. I'm going to say that again. There are six billionaires that own 95% of the media. Mm. This is why, This is why. for example, Virgin Most Powerful, uh, apostolates like this are so important because we're not part of the bot 95% of the social media. We're independent. Right. We're, we're, we're faithful to the social kingship of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're under the banner of, of the Blessed Virgin Mary. We're faithful to the perennial teachings of the Roman Catholic Church. And so you have to get your news from alternate sources, not the mainstream media. The yes. last thing that this article says I find interesting, it says, in third world countries, guerrillas go where the government can't control them. And here, the drug up homeless, well, I'll mention that on the next segment. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Just remember, Paul Clay will be talking about physicians and a psychiatric crisis in emergency rooms next. Perry and Jesse show two Catholics with a PhD in common sense and common sense isn't so common anymore. Paul, the last segment we were just talking about the, I just want to put that issue to the rest about Californians are afraid of their government. The last thing I want to say about, about this is that politicians and government officials, they want responsible tax paying citizens to follow the rules. Okay. That's fine. That's cool. So, you know, we take our shoes off and we stand in line for TSA, we obey traffic rules, we separate our recyclables once a week, Uh, but we see government failing to police an entire segment of society for retail theft, for sex Mm. crimes, for drug crimes, for vagrancy, for illegal public camping, for loitering, and yes, assault. And guess what? In third world countries... Gorillas go where the governments can't control them. And the same thing's happening here in our country. The drugged up homeless and the criminals in the U.S., they're the same just like the gorillas. Homeless and criminals, they will go where their behavior is tolerated, where they are in fact rewarded and allowed to live on the streets. That's what's happening in California. And that's what's happening in the rest of the country. But I do feel particularly bad for my family and friends in California because 50% of all the homeless people in the United States live in the state of California. Mm. And that's because it's a welfare state uh, that the weather is, is, is mild, relatively mild. And this is exactly why they're all drawn there is because they know that their behaviors will be tolerated. Yeah. And again, the weather's pretty, 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 uh, uh, it's, it's, Oh, somebody could survive living on the street with California weather because the weather is pretty nice. Then you got yep. the beaches where you could just basically lay on the beach, uh, you know, yeah. all, all day long, and they'll put up. You got public restrooms. So, hey, let's Paul. Let's move on to something else, which is again uh, kind of troubling. Physician groups are begging for help with emergency rooms flooded by children in psychiatric crisis, anxiety, depression. And suicide attempts, these seem to be very common. So the ER doctors and pediatricians are pleading for help with the flood of children and teenagers showing up at ER rooms due to mental health issues. A surge of mental health emergencies among children has overwhelmed emergency rooms, 
according to a, a joint paper released Wednesday by the American Academy of Pediatrics, American College of Emergency Physicians, and Emergency Nurses Association. The children showing up in crisis are often suffering from emer emergencies related to anxiety, depression, and suicidal thoughts or attempts, these three groups say. So the ER has, has become a de facto referral center for all these problems, and there's too many of them for the emergency department to manage, said mm -hmm. uh, lead author Dr. Mosen Sadinajad, who directs pediatric emergency medicines at the Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center. Dr. Sadinajad is also a member of the AAP and the ACEP Committees on Pediatric Emergency Medicine. Dr. Sadinijab said this, quote, that is not who we are as ER physicians. We are not mental health professionals. We cannot provide definitive care, close quote. So about a half a million children with mental or behavioral health problems show up at emergency rooms each year, according to the joint paper. That number was already rising before the pandemic, but the pandemic exacerbated the crisis, the physician groups said. One issue emergency rooms encounter is that pediatric mental health crises tend to be very complex and require much longer hospital stays. The average pediatric mental health stay is 17 hours compared to an average five hours for all emergency room stays, according to the paper. And so mm -hmm. the pediatric mental Mental emergency visit also drains resources that would have been needed to run the normal medical operations of the ER. So that increase that that increases of length of stay for other patients as well, according to Dr. Sadini Jad. Another mm -hmm. issue is that children arrive at ER at ER rooms in crisis. They are less likely to get the follow-up care that they need if they only go to an emergency room rather than a psychiatric crisis center or a community mental health center. The physician groups are calling for several measures to address the crisis. One measure is community-based teams that could respond to children in crisis at schools, in doctor's offices, and even at their homes. Another measure is placing pediatric mental health professionals in emergency departments. Another aid the groups the group suggested is supporting emergency department staff with information about high-risk children, such as abuse victims and post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. The country's mental health system needs to be expanded as well. There's only one mental health professional for every 124,000 children in America. And as many as 55% of all counties in this country do not have even one psychiatric professional. According to All Dr. Right. Did a job. Let's chat. <laughs> yeah. Let me just one last sentence. Yeah. Telehealth for children's mental health could also help in treating children before they before they land in the ER rooms. Uh Dr. Sadinajab said, We in the ER are basically a safety net. We can't say no to anything. We have to accept whatever comes our way. And I think that's why everybody is referring these children to the emergency room. Paul, what's the solution? Yeah. Lay out some of the problems. What's the let's, problem here? Let, let's add on to that about uh, thousands of illegal immigrants that are flooding mm. the emergency room as well. Yeah. So obviously just that the system uh, is admitting that it is incapable of dealing with this problem. So this is exactly another symptom 
of a society that is circling the drain. Jess, nobody's even putting it together that the that the legalization of medic of marijuana for recreational mm. use, uh, you know, and it's it's part state, of the problem. Yeah, yeah, and every state now, all these states are you know starting to go the same route, you know, as it as it happened in California, and now more and more states, and you're hearing about it. And let me tell you, this medical marijuana, um, and I have a, a daughter and a son in the medical field. There are many, many uh, children, young people coming to these emergency rooms, and they both work in emergency rooms uh, <clears throat> that are having psychotic episodes and these psychotic episodes are drug induced and nobody's putting that together that uh that the legalization of this oh it's no big deal it's just we it's not the weed just that was back in our day where you know this is laboratory this is honed down to perfection so to speak and these kids are, are are taking uh, I remember we used to, you know, say that, uh, you know, marijuana was a hallucinogen and now they, oh, no, it's not a hallucinogen. It doesn't do anything. Let me tell you something. Um, that is a huge part of the problem that nobody is talking about, Jess. Nobody. And I'll tell you, Paul, um, what they've done with the, with the marijuana, the the cartels, those uh, that are involved in, in the promotion of marijuana, they've used gain of function. What is that? They've taken the marijuana and they've they've supersized the potency by Mm -hmm. inserting the levels of THC. They've done Mm -hmm. that on purpose. This is what's causing psychosis, depression, anxiety. And I'll tell you, Paul, the destruction of the family by by the Democrat Marxist Party, it's it's thrust our, our whole society into chaos. And by the way. That is one of the uh, the reasons for Marxism. Mm-hmm. Marxism exists for three reasons. The destruction of religion, the destruction of family, and this, the destruction of property. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing right now, we're seeing uh, with this mass suicide, let, let me give you some good news. on the. Uh, let me give you the Catholic component to this. There's a study that I read in a journal article that says, Teenagers who attend church are four times less likely to commit suicide than teenagers that do not attend church. So I'm going to repeat that again. Okay, this is a a medical journal article study I ran across. Teenagers who attend church are four times less likely to commit suicide than teenagers who do not attend church. Here's another good news study for, for you Catholics, for us Catholics. Um, there's a book called Psychiatric and Psychosocial Nursing, written by Dr. Smith, Dr. Karasik, and Dr. Meyer. It says this, quote, suicide rates are lowest among Jews and Catholics, close quote, mm. on, on page 265. My wife had this book for nursing school a long time ago, back in the 80s. And uh, my wife, Anita, she, she had to read this book for her nursing degree. And she asked the professor back then, why is it that Jews and Catholics have a lower suicide rate? And the professor told my wife, Anita, it's because Catholics have a, a, you know, a thing called the sacrament of confession and Jews have their annual Yom Kippur. So in other words, both these religions have a system of how to reconcile the people with God. 
and and that ultimately gives them mental, emotional, and spiritual health, knowing that they're reconciled to God. Again, yes. only the Catholic Church and the Jews nominally have a system to reconcile you to God. Yeah, at least to yeah. just to deal with the guilt, right? Yes, guilt, and that's what you see that and sh- and shame. The guilt and yes. shame, yeah. Guilt, yes, guilt and shame. And this is, uh, listen, <clears throat> if you don't, <laughs> if people out there don't believe in God at this point, I don't know what to tell them, <laughs> Jess. I, I, I really don't because <laughs> there is a clear uh, delineation out there between good and evil. And uh, the devil is alive and well. Uh, his idea would be what to destroy the church to destroy the family why because the catholic church uh, in in vatican you know in uh, um in vatican II, and also uh, the, the the family is the domestic church right? right and yeah. so it's 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 the building block of society destroy the family then it ripples out and eventually you destroy the state uh, i hear amen i hear the music we'll be right back uh, Terry and Jesse show Jess Romero, Paul Clay. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We are back. Terry's out in Tyler, Texas. He's out there with Bishop Strickland. They have a the Bishop Strickland conference this weekend. So Terry's out there. He's going to be the MC, And uh, it's myself and Paul Clay. I've known Paul for 40 years. We worked together as rookies in the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. Uh, between both of us, we have way over 50 years of law enforcement experience and a lot of common sense. And Paul and myself, both of us, uh, really, really were evangelized fairly early in life. And what I mean by evangelize, I mean that uh, we took Jesus Christ seriously. We made him the center of our life. Uh, We fell in love with him, I dare say. And we've remained friends for about, you know, the last uh, almost, almost 40 years as a result of not police work or anything else. What's bonded us together is our love for Jesus. Paul, you there? Yeah, Jess, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely, Jess. Uh, uh, And I value that friendship. Uh, It's a you know, uh, the journey is a wonderful thing when we journey with Christ uh, and 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 forge bonds uh, in the name of Christ. Paul, and we're close to the end too. I mean, we're 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 rounding third base and stuff. So stop uh, God, it. <laughs> God willing, we'll be talking about this in heaven. Real, you know, one day about uh, again just fighting the good fight of faith, and 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 uh, so we continue doing this here here. Uh, I invited mm-hmm. Paul a couple of years ago to come on with me and podcast with me. And he goes, okay, he didn't have to think about it too much. Cause I told him, Hey, we're going to be evangelizing together one day. And the day finally came, Paul, uh, yeah. I got, cause I want you to hear some comments on Google. Google canceled a drag show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just get the gist of it here. It says, um, it says, looking at the headline, it seems too good to be true. Perhaps it was clickbait, especially driven by algorithms to appeal to conservative Christian demographics. The headline said Google canceled a drag queen show for its employees. It could not possibly be true since the search engine is one of the wokest of woke companies around. Something serious must have happened to cause this company to cancel a drag show. It didn't make sense. 
there was only one way to determine whether it was fake news. Google it. See what the search engine pulls up. It turns out it's true. All over the internet, articles reported that the event was canceled in the traditional non-woke sense of the word. The cancellation does not mean that Google has jumped off the LGBTQ bandwagon. Quite the contrary. Google had planned to hold a drag queen show as almost a grand finale to mark the end of what they called Pride Month. It held a similar event last year. This June, the company sponsored and promoted a drag queen with the blasphemous name, quote, Peaches Christ, close quote. Yep, straight blasphemy. You're going to go to hell for mm -hmm. that, whoever did that. Mm -hmm. For an official event, everything was in place for the horrible show to happen. However, as the date approached, the company took a step back. Google removed its affiliation with the event and instead encouraged employees away from the show to another event held at its offices. To save face, organizers moved the drag show to a small bar in the Castro District in San Francisco, where some dozens of Google employees attended, a tiny fraction of those on, on the payroll. Pride supporters declared the event to be nearly canceled. However, the pitiful turnout only made the failure more evident. So was, was, was there a Christian protest at Google? The cause of the cancellation was even more shocking than the fact. Several hundred Christian employees protested and signed a petition opposing the drag performance. They rightfully claimed that it was offensive to their Christian religion and contrary to the company's own toleration policies. They submitted signatures of the company's Human Resources, Resources Department which was asked to act upon them. Good for them. God bless them. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. feisty Christians got the closet thing, oh, excuse me, the closest thing to an apology with a Google statement saying that the event was a mistake because it had not gone through the proper approval process. However, no one was fooled by Google's backward posturing, much like the Dodgers, by the way. Everyone understood that protests work. Mighty Google conceded defeat by its silence and lack of official commentary. The mm. grand finale for its Pride Month ended with a fizzle. Google's lack of principles offended everyone. Christians remained offended by the, by the month's celebration. Its backtracking infuriated leftists and woke employees. At the nearly canceled drag performance, the few Google employees pres present booed their employer for caving into pressure. They accused mm. corporate leaders of betrayal. The principal drag performer complained of a massive backlash sweeping the nation. Paul, you want to take the last paragraph that we'll comment? Sure. <clears throat> the lessons from the cancellation should encourage those who uphold Christian principles and morals. It seems that being offended can work the other way. Usually only pride activists claim the right to be offended. In this case, the complaints of offended Christians were heard as they protested the disgraceful mocking of their religion. The next lesson is that protests can be very effective. It only took a couple hundred among Google's over 30,000 full-time employees in Silicon Valley to trigger a positive response. Protests work since all companies must deal with their employees and customers. All it takes is a few strong defenders of the faith acting courageously, prayerfully, and intelligently to make an impact. <clears throat> the biggest lesson learned from Google, from the Google cancellation, is that even the largest and most woke companies can be 
pressured to stop attacking Jesus and Christian morals. If mighty Google was forced to step back, any company is vulnerable. Finally, Christians must rid themselves of the myth that nothing can be done and never be afraid to work together with others to defend the faith. Positive protests can happen. The other side is taking note. For those who refuse to believe that these things are happening, they only need to Google it. You That's know, a Jess. sign of hope, Paul. The, the sign of hope is this. When Catholics and Protestants and people of goodwill band together and say, you know what? Not on yeah. my watch. I work here. Yeah. You're offending me. we got to use yeah. the same arguments as the left. They're always well, talking about being offended. We have to say the same thing, Paul. Yeah, and listen, uh, uh, you mentioned Dodger Stadium. Don't think that Google didn't see uh, or you know, uh, wasn't aware mm. of everything that occurred there because – uh they saw um the 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 Good the point. Kick, yeah yeah they they saw the resistance that was uh you know formed uh when the uh the sisters of perpetual indulgence uh, uh were 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 scheduled to perform at Dodger Stadium and to receive an award uh for their community service so to speak but they saw the backlash and the outcry from the community and they they had to know that uh, they were on a similar trajectory for the same thing to happen. They already had many of their um, uh, employees speak out, and uh, I don't think they really had the stomach for it. They were like, "It's just easier to um, to you know to cancel it and put it at another venue." I'm sure of it, Jess. Uh, also, that, that makes sense to me. What you just said, yeah. yeah the- yeah, they, they they got their pulse on the culture, and they saw what happened at Dodger Stadium, and yeah. they're saying we're gonna we're gonna get Dodger Stadium here outside our offices. That's yeah. a good point. I didn't think about that. I didn't make that connection, but I agree. Yeah, yeah. And then also, there's the uh, you know, uh, it was pointed out by the employees that they were violating their own policies, and at, at some point, um, they opened themselves up to libel to to lawsuits, and as you know. Money talks, right? So these companies, um, um, again, if we just sit by and do nothing, then um, they'll continue to um, to trample, to tread <laughs> like the flag. Don't tread on me, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which was which was recently in the news uh, about the you know the, I don't know if you're aware of it, Jess, but there was like a a uh, young boy, I think about 10 years old, and he was suspended from school because he had a patch yeah. of the don't tread on me flag. And it's like, uh, you know, you got this liberal teacher and she's saying, well, um, you know, it's for us, it means racism. And I'm like, this is a revolutionary war flag. Uh, this is, you know, and, and, and there's nothing that she could offer to prove that it's racist. But, uh, you know, there again, uh, it's because some on the right have identified with it uh, because it is a strong statement. Don't tread on me. Right. (laughs) Uh, And uh, you know, they have zero tolerance for it. And it's, it's, it's just uh, like, again, just another example of how we all need to stand up and push back because if we don't, they're going to take uh, this country, this society, this culture, as we know it and transform it within really uh a generation a generation from now if we do nothing jess uh this country will be unrecognizable 
Paul, something else and, and very interesting is that those uh, some of the Google employees, they remind me of some of the verses in the Bible, like Philippians chapter 4, verse 22, where yeah. it says, where, where Paul writes, all God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. So again, there, there's people, believers, followers of Christ in the book of Acts that were living, that, that worked for Caesar. Uh, right. Again, there are there are good followers of Christ that work for this new Caesar, Google, and they're in there. And guess what? They protested over their company's policies because they said, you know what? This offends us. And the good employees that work for Caesar, uh, Caesar listened because Caesar saw what happened at Dodger Stadium to another Caesar called the Dodger Corporation and said, you know what? These uh the inmates are starting to, to, to pound on their on the bars of the jail, and, and we don't need a riot here, so let's just stand down. And so mm. that's a good thing, Paul. When people of faith, th- this is where Catholics and Protestants and people of goodwill can work together in common issues just like this that affect every single one of us. This is not a Catholic issue. This is an issue of decency and common sense. Paul, are you there? Yeah. Absolutely, Jess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Decency and common sense. And as you know, common sense isn't so common anymore. And especially uh, those on the left. And and when you say decency, that is coupled with morality. And that's another thing that's lacking on the left. (laughs) Well, that's a wrap, Paul. That's Friday's show. Thank you very much for standing in, brother. I always enjoy doing radio with you. You know what we as Catholics fight for? We fight for we fight for altar and throne. Because yeah. one day we want the altar and throne, that's church and state, to be inseparably and separably united under the social kingship of Jesus Christ forever. Mm. And that day will come, by the way. Thank you for listening to the Terry and Jesse show. Here's where we uh, put the spotlight of truth upon the culture of death and we speak truth to power. And God bless you. Live without fear. Live without fear. We got nothing to fear. Uh, except God who can destroy body and soul. Don't fear the yes. state. Don't fear the government. Fear God alone who can fear, who can destroy body and soul. That's a wrap. We'll see you next time. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. God bless you. Keep the faith.